Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvat Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us on Zoom Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. For the Zoom link, please contact tikvatdirector at gmail.com, or you can contact us on our website, tikvatisrael.com. There, you can also support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. All right. So, Avinu, uh, thank you for uh, this community. We pray that your word would go forth to encourage your people. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Atagibor, leolam Adonai, mechayei metim atarab lehoshia, mechachel chayim bechesed, mechayei metim berachamim rabim, so mech noklim cholim, Umatir asurim, umekaye emumato lishane afar. Micha mochaba algevu wrote, umi do melach, melech me meet, umchaye, umat miach yeshua. Micha mocha al harachamim, zocher yitzroav lechaim berachamim. Neymar ata lahachayot meitim baruch ata Adonai mechayeh hameitim. You are eternally mighty, Lord. You give life to the dead and have great power to save. He makes the wind blow and the rain to fall. He sustains the living with loving kindness and with great compassion revives the dead. He supports the fallen, heals the sick, sets captives free, and keeps his faith with those who sleep in the dust. Who is like you, master of might, and to whom can you be compared? O king who brings death and gives life and makes salvation to grow. Faithful are you to revive the dead. Blessed are you, Lord, who revives the dead. So uh, if you would like to respond in the, in the chat, I'm wondering, what is this prayer? that I just did, and where does it come from? Any ideas? So chat, send it out to everyone if you have a, if you have a clue. All right, what, what is this prayer? Any guesses? I'm not seeing anything yet. Yes, Atagibor from Scott Moore, also known as the Gevura uh, or Gevurot. Um, this is a quote from the Koran Sidur, and it is from the central and oldest part of the synagogue prayer, which is the Amidah, or the standing prayer. And uh, it's the second prayer of the Amidah, the, the divine might, Gevurot, or Atagibor. And uh, we do this, uh, this is done in, in, in normative synagogues all around the world. And we did it earlier today. I did a kind of a different tune, just to kind of uh, see if you recognized it, but uh, Wayne, uh, our, our, our cantor for the day, he actually did this. Do you remember? Thumbs up if you remember this, this prayer, him doing that just a few minutes ago. Right. And uh, so this is a very cool prayer. It's, it's part of the weekly Amidah. It's part of the Shabbat uh, Amidah, the standing prayer. And it goes back to possibly even the second temple period in the time of Yeshua himself. That is, Yeshua may have uttered this prayer 
standing in the sanctuary when he walked the earth over 2,000 years ago. So it's very cool. And what is it all about? Life from the dead, right? Resurrection and a hope of a positive outcome after we leave this earth. This is a part of Judaism. Even the non-Messianic variety, this is a part of, of our shared Jewish faith. And it's first expressed in the Hebrew scriptures, the sacred writings to the Jewish people. Here is a quote from the JPS Guide to Jewish Traditions. This is not a Messianic uh, uh, um, book. And uh, this is the quote. And here I'm going to quote it for you. An explicit biblical formation of the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead occurs in the book of Daniel. Many of those that sleep in the dust will awake, some to eternal life, others to reproaches, to everlasting abhorrence. However, the most dramatic portrayal of this bodily resurrection is found in the Valley of the Dry Bones prophecy in Ezekiel 37, which envisions the future redemption of Israel. The famous Valley of the Dry Bones from Ezekiel is our special Haftarah portion for this Shabbat during Passover. You remember that? So we're going to take a look at it, a closer look. We read verses 1 and 10, and uh, I'm going to read the narration and Ezekiel's lines. And let's have, uh, how about Eric Friedman? Would you like to read the lines of, uh, of the Lord? Would you be available for that? Certainly. All right. But as we do this, we're going to read it. And I think uh, Mr. Linus is going to share uh, his, uh, his screen so that uh, we can uh, see, we can all see the verses from this Ezekiel text. But as we do that, let's keep two things in mind. So number one, where it says breath, that is the word ruach, right? And so it also means wind or spirit. So think of the, the Holy Spirit as well is, is, is an example of the word ruach. Number two, I want you to think about why the rabbis chose this. It's a resurrection passage. They chose it for Passover to be read today on the Shabbat for Passover. So I want you to think about that. And let's see if we can uh, pull it up, if Mr. Linus is with us. Okay, here we go. Thanks, Thanks Jason. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, Eric, you're going to do the parts in bold. And uh, that's the Lord's lines. And uh, I'm going to do the narration. And we can kind of follow along here. With the hand of Adonai upon me, Adonai carried me out by his spirit and set me down in the middle of the valley. And it was full of bones. He had me pass by all, by all around them. There were so many bones lying in this valley, and they were so dry. Human being, can these bones live? Adonai Elohim, only you know that. Prophecy over these prophesies over these bones. Say to them, dry bones, hear what Adonai has to say. To these bones, Adonai Elohim says, I will make breath enter you and you will live. I will attach ligaments to you, make flesh grow on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you. You will live and you will know that I am Adonai. So I prophesied as ordered. And while I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. It was the bones coming together, each bone in its proper place. As I watched, ligaments grew on them, flesh appeared, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, human being. 
say to the breath that Adonai Elohim says, come from the four winds, breathe and breathe on these slain so they can live. So I prophesied as ordered and the breath, the Ruach came into them and they were alive. They stood up on their feet, a huge army. Human being, these bones are the whole house of Israel. And they are saying, our bones have dried up, our hope is gone, and we are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy, say to them that Adonai Elohim says, my people, I will open your graves and make you get up out of your graves, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am Adonai. When I have opened your graves and made you get up out of your graves, my people, I will put my spirit in you and you will be alive. Then I will place you in your own land and you will know that I, Adonai, have spoken and that I have done it, says Adonai. All right. Thank you. Let's have a hand for uh, Mr. Eric for, uh, for sharing that. All right. Uh, that was good. Uh, so according to these non-Messianic Jewish sources, the idea of resurrection and the hope of life beyond death, it's in the Bible, right? And it's even in rabbinic thought. So the question is, why is this resurrection passage read on Passover? So I wanted to open that up to you guys. What do you think? What, what is the connection between uh, Passover and resurrection? Why did the rabbis choose Ezekiel 37? So any ideas in the chat? Okay, Andrew says, is it related to the Feast of First Fruits, Bikurim? Yeah, that's good. So um, after Passover, what do we say starts? The counting of the Omer. And the first offering of the Omer is the First Fruits offering, which is uh, when you start to count toward uh, Pentecost. And, uh, and that offering is, is related to resurrection. And it's still during the Passover feast. Um, because that lasts a week. So that's a really good connection, Andrew. Uh, and uh, Yeshua is called the first fruits of those who have been raised from the dead, referring to this, uh, to this um, passage. Um, and this, um, so that's really good. Um, Bonnie says, uh, and Eric say resurrection. Ariel says, Maybe because going through the Red Sea and later the Jordan River was like coming into a new life. That's exactly right. When the Israelites came out of Egypt, they were reborn, right? This was a new people. They were enslaved and now they were free. So it's like they were born again. And Tom Pope says returning to the land, right? Which is connected to uh, not only Ezekiel, but also the purpose for us coming out, right? We came out of Egypt, not so just so we could be wandering the desert, but there's an old song that, that Sonia likes. He did not bring us back this far to leave us out, but he brought us this far to lead us into the promised land, right? How does it go? Okay. <laughs> so um, we, we sing that a lot, right? So he brought us out to give us his Torah and to bring us into the land. So all these are, are connected to resurrection. And Diane says the blood of the lamb, right? So that brings resurrection life. It brings new life, right? That's exactly right, okay? So to sum up, we were reborn during the Exodus in a sense. Uh, it's a springtime festival, and that is also time when things are reborn. 
And there's a tradition, a rabbinic tradition, that says that the binding of Isaac was during Passover, including a tradition that he actually died and was raised to life. And you see that in the New Testament. In the book of Hebrews, it says, effectively, he was resurrected because it was that kind of faith, okay? Um, and the rabbis, of course, were not thinking about this, but Yeshua was raised on Passover. He not only died on Passover, but he was raised to life on Passover. So we have all of these. There is a born-again hope within Judaism. So what does that mean for you and me, right? Well, on Thursday night, I heard a narrative of someone who experienced their own transformation, just like Ezekiel was describing. And I wanted to invite this person to share a piece of their God story during this time, during the Devar Torah time, because I felt in my nefesh that it really fit with this theme of, of, of the of resurrection on, on the Shabbat during Passover. And so I'd like to give the floor to a moment for Miss Mary Haller to share a personal connection with this passage of scripture. Thank you, David. There I was one day driving across the Willie Bridge and I cried out to the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob to give me strength. I didn't really ask for strength, but I needed it to get home. Honestly, I demanded. I demanded to know where he was. I demanded to know right then because I needed him. As if I could just snap my fingers and boom, everything would be all right. I was broken. And in that brokenness, he touched me and he changed my life forever. He poured out from heaven what I didn't have. Before that moment, my future was uncertain. I was floundering. I was alone, powerless, and doom filled my soul. A day came when I was overwhelmed by the darkness that I had allowed to creep into my soul over years to the degree that I could barely breathe. My life was dark, my work was not honoring to the Lord at all. I had nothing left to live for, nothing at all to draw any kind of strength from. But in an instant, I was strengthened. I wasn't too sure at that moment what had happened, but now I know. I had an encounter with the power of holiness from on high. I had met God. I really met him. His overwhelming kindness, his unfairness, fathomable love, his mercy, his grace, for the first time became real to me. It was as if he took my hand, as if he had picked me up and held me in his arms. That very moment, all my other gods had failed me. Hashem was now able for the first time to take his place in my life. Before my moment of desperation, all God was to me was words on a page, a character in a story. This God met me where I was. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob met me where I was. He pulled me from the depth of despair and gave me strength and peace to begin a new journey. And over the next few days, I read familiar scriptures with new eyes. I had a conversation with God. And I asked him to please reveal himself to me. 
I told him I was sorry for all the things that I had done in my life that caused him pain and caused pain to other people. I asked for forgiveness, for mercy, to continue my life for his good. I asked if he was Yeshua Jesus. See, I knew he was different. I was different. I didn't understand. I didn't know. I told God I wasn't sure who he was. He could be whoever he wanted to be. I just desperately had this thing. I wanted to know him and he needed to know that. All I wanted in my life was God. That was the instant my dry bones came alive again. My previously dark life was illuminated with the light of the Ruach. There was a joy, a new joy sown deep into my soul. My life became radiant with that joy that only can come from Messiah Yeshua. And I thank God for life, for mercy. I thank him for who he is and who he is molding me to be. For our God truly brings life from the dead. Thanks, David. Thanks, God. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you, Mary. So what do we get from this? What do we see? Resurrection means hope after we die of a positive afterlife, it, but it, it means being with Hashem in the garden, but it means more than that, right? Resurrection life means we can have the fullness of life right now through the author of life, Yeshua the Messiah. Maybe you've never committed yourself to the Messiah. Maybe you did a while ago, but you've lost that commitment, that closeness. Maybe you feel like you're just a bunch of dried up old bones, not much life, not much wind, ruach, right? Not much connection with God. Well, this Passover, during this season of being isolated physically, we can be close spiritually to one another and close to the author of life. The rabbis, without knowing about Yeshua, connected this festival of Passover to resurrection life. That means that God is at work and that he has been at work within Israel to highlight the one man Israel, to highlight Yeshua who brings life. You know, I've had an experience like Mary's, but not only that, I've had a few of them when God's presence caused me to know that he is life. Sometimes we need to be reawakened again and again. Amen? Thumbs up if you, if you understand that, right? Some of the best worship songs that I've written were during a time when I was feeling like a failure, when I was feeling like a sack of dry bones. Have you ever had an experience of just being wrecked, just repentance before the king? What is that? That's death, right? Something that God didn't want inside of me had to die. My ego had to die a little bit. My thinking that I can do this all on my own had to die a little bit. My failure mentality, it had to die a little bit. Why? What is that replaced with? It's replaced with new life. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it just stays a grain. But if it dies, it produces a big harvest. That is resurrection life. The whole world right now is at a standstill because of COVID-19. 
Now is the time, this Passover, for death to shame, death to pride, and death to fear, and for resurrection life in Yeshua, the author, the author of life. So let's pray. Avinu, we thank you for this season of Passover, and we pray that you would help us to, to get on our knees and to come before you and to, to die to ourselves, to die to these things, that we can be reborn. And if we've never made that commitment or if we've slid away from that commitment or we're just, we're just not feeling it, I pray that all of us would draw nearer during this time, would draw closer to you, Yeshua, because you are the author of life. You are the one predicted even by rabbis who didn't know you, Lord, you, they inserted your resurrection into this, uh, into this festival because they knew that the Messiah was supposed to do that, to bring us new life. And so I thank you, Lord, that you are the one who is the fullness of life and resurrection life at that. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen.